Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of The Kingdom Within. Um, what's on my mind? I just came back from a walk in the woods, and what was on my mind was when Jesus talked about to be his disciple, you had to not only hate your mother and father, but also hate yourself. That, that parable, I'll tell you, it begs some contemplation, doesn't it? Why is it if we're supposed to love our neighbor and love ourselves and love everyone and love all of God, why are we supposed to hate ourselves and our parents? Well, this is my dilemma. My parents are kind of Christ-like. They, they, don't, they don't go to church and all that. They used to go to a Quaker church, and they have their own belief systems, but they're very much Christ-like. The truth of the matter is both of them had careers that they should have a lot of money, except they were too busy helping everyone in need. So at the end of the day, um, I learned from them, even though I didn't all the while. So once again, this episode is just like all the rest. This isn't about you believing the truth of what I say. The questions beg contemplation. I only give my thought on the answer because the kingdom I sought is the one I have. I'm not perfect. Friend, and I come from the dark. I didn't come from the light. So once again, when I'm talking about these things, I want you to realize that I had to put a logic to a faith because in these times with this coronavirus going on, I need a faith that is super strong because um, if I look at look around and let the fear get a hold of me, then my faith goes bye-bye. So I'd spend a lot of my time seeking the Holy Spirit, and I don't watch much news because that really isn't going to change it. No matter whether I look at it or not, it's not going to change it. And Jesus said, be in the world, not of it. So the question is, how can I help other people help themselves? And that's what I do. I'm working from home, running support groups and helping people. And by keeping myself mentally healthy, I am able to help other people help themselves keep mentally healthy. So, because if I get all doom and gloom and I start facilitating a group, all my fear spreads like a virus, friend. So, I'm not here to spread the virus of fear. I'm here to spread the virus of love. Because both of them are contagious. It just depends on which one you're looking at. So, <clears throat> Jesus talked about the fact that... Um, to be his disciple, you had to not only uh, hate yourself, but also your parents. Well, here's my dilemma. I love my parents more than anything. But every time I get near this thought of Christ, every time I try to come out of the dark and go into the light, and I'm not talking about dark as in dark evil. I'm talking about dark as in doing things that everybody else is doing and justifying it. And, uh, you know... And believe me, if I'm not talking about that all the Christians are doing it, but I didn't believe what the Christians believed. I believed that there is no eternal hell, and therefore there was no eternal suffering. So my life was based on why it is I do what I do, except when it wasn't. And when it wasn't, well, I wasn't thinking about what I was thinking about. And, you know, just like I always say. So anyway, my parents loved me. More than anything. And they worry that I talk to the Holy Spirit because every time I start 
to talk to the Holy Spirit in the past, I started asking questions. And once I started asking questions, I started getting answers. And my answers aren't theirs. And they fear that my answers, that giving them to you, that they're not yours either. And the truth is, friend, nobody really wants to look at what they're looking at unless they really want the kingdom. So if you're trying to justify one thing, you can't look at the other. So you have to hang everything on John 3.16, because if you hang it on what Jesus said, then you're held to a higher standard, one that I've failed every time and probably will again. So I'm not sitting here trying to tell you that I'm anything. To tell you the truth, the thing that uh, the sin that I hang on to is I still smoke cigarettes. Have for years, quit twice since I received the Holy Spirit for a month at a time. And that old thought of Satan come back and uh, gave me a thought that from my childhood trauma that always brings a challenge to me. And I hid it from God. And when I hide it from God, I go back to what I was doing. So I went back to smoking. Somehow that seems to ease the pain. But this time, I went and talked to the Holy Spirit about it, and we've worked out exactly what it is, and I've got forgiveness for that thought. So I'm anticipating here soon I'm going to quit smoking again, and this time I anticipate I'll get it right. And if not, I'll get it wrong, and he'll forgive me anyway, because love is the way. So every time I start thinking about the love of Christ, I want to be like him. Friends, I don't want to be like him a little bit. I want to be like him a lot. And because every time I look at the world and I see the suffering, I see that there's a message that people just aren't getting. But my parents aren't fools. They know that the message of Christ put him on the cross. And anybody that stands for that message and causes people to think about what they're thinking about, people are going to want to shut you up. And if you stop doing what it is the world wants you to do, the world's going to want to get rid of me, to stop me from making you think about what you're thinking about. So the truth is, it doesn't matter. The end of the day is that I have to follow my own truth. And I do hate me. I hate the part of me that is selfish, the part of me that wants to live a long life to old age and eat fruit, because that's what I do to occupy my time so I don't look at the truth of what is going on. And because I've been afraid of God for a long time because I kept thinking, you know, the whole hell thing has always been an echoing thought of mine that, you know, but the fact is, Jesus said, if you know me, you know the Father. And if you know the Father, then you know me. So what he was trying to tell you was that if you know his love, then you know God. So if you know God's love, then you know that Jesus didn't love God. Uh, condemn you. In fact, he judged no one, not even as they were hanging him on the cross, he healed them. So friend, that means God's love's the same way. So it's not him judging us, it's us judging ourselves. And the truth is, the thought that I'm really afraid of is my Christ thought, just as much as my thought of Satan. Because here's the problem, friend. As I've told you before, I believe that the purpose of the world is to come to know love by experience. Because of that, I've got a lot of experience of trying to give people love, even when I failed, even when I went back to eating my fruit. Over and over again, I've been trying to figure out how to live a message that I didn't even understand. So 
I kept seeking the kingdom. And Jesus says that if you believe in him, you'll receive the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will tell you things that even greater than what he said. So what the Holy Spirit's done for me is made sense of what doesn't make sense. And it's not going to make sense to you because you come from a different lifestyle. You've come from a different set of experiences in your history. I come from a place where in my youth, I had received hell and I gave hell for it. And I was in pain and I wanted out and Jesus seemed to be the way, even though I didn't think he was. At the end, I chose that path. So when I look at this, my problem is my thought of Christ wants to be everything for my Father in heaven. God has given me everything. I mean, I'm a walking miracle, friend. I don't have hardly anything, yet I have everything I want, everything I need. I've had these miracles in my life that I won't even try to explain to you because if you listen to the rest of the episode, then you'll know that when you listen to them that that I've just had some miracles and that I myself am a miracle. And I've met some people that were some of the horrible people in the world turns angels. I'm telling you, they're, they're Christ-like and they're just amazing to me. So I, I, I've seen people turn from the dark to the light. I, I've watched it over and over again in person after person. And the thing is, nobody does it on their own. We all do it for each other. It's each one of us loving the other one when they can't love themselves. See, that's the way this life works. The more the love you seek, the more you'll find. The more you find, the more you give. Because if you don't give it, then you lose it. That's what Jesus said to him that much is given, much is required. And him that gives nothing, even what he has will be taken away. And friends, because I've been trying to love my parents and honor them and try to... um, not scare them. I've tried not to talk about what I'm talking about now because here I am putting it on the internet and, you know, putting it out there because it's what I have to do. It's God calls us to things. See, your path and my path, they're exactly the same yet nothing alike. He's going to ask something of you and you're going to give it. And if you don't, then you're going to be like me. You're going to be suffering. And at the end of the day, you're going to have lived a life where you're going to wonder, could I have given what it was he asked? But we all have to make our decisions. So I'm not judging you for yours. I keep judging me for mine. And now I'm not judging me for them either because I love God and God loves me and he loves you. And therefore, if I judge one, I judge them all. If I judge none, I judge neither. So that's what works for me. So my my problem is my fear of Satan tells me that somebody might want to take my life for this. But here's the real hang-up. The real hang-up wasn't that I'm afraid of God. I'm afraid of myself. Because there's a part of me that wants to give everything and ask nothing in return. I want to, because I know God is not my master, but my servant. And he has been a servant, servant for sure, and gave me even what I shouldn't have had, because that's what I chose to chase when I ate fruit. Then, since that's the way it is, then I've got to accept that he's also a servant, servant, that he's not angry. He actually loves all of us and wants us to make the right choice because he's here for the love of it, just like you.
because in the beginning there was only God, there was no experience, friend. Here on this planet, we have the place, the playground of God. It's a place where you can be anything you want because the word I am applies to you just like it does to him. And I want to be as much like my father as possible because I know he created me for an experience. And that experience isn't just for him, it's for me and for you. Here's the truth. That once you put to it, you know, your thoughts, and once you go ahead and start looking at what you're looking at, love is the way. So if the purpose of the world is to come to know love by experience, then it's going to be like Jesus said. Jesus said that giving his death was like giving birth to a child, except he was giving birth to a new thought, a new thought of the higher love that was willing to sacrifice itself for its father and for you. And there's a part of me that I'm afraid of because part of me wants that same experience. Not that I want to die, but I want to give everything and ask nothing in return. And my fear tells me I can't. So I hate that part of me that tells me I can't. It tells me that I have to be afraid of you and I have to be afraid of God and I have to be afraid of myself. And the truth is, if I don't stay close to this Holy Spirit thought, give it most of my time, I'm going to go right back to thinking the way I did. And the Holy Spirit will never take away that thought of Satan. But you know what? He didn't take it away from Jesus either. Because when Peter went to start talking about this fear, Peter, he said to Peter, get away from me, Satan. Why did he say to his most loyal and loved apostle, apostle, get away from me, Satan? Because what he was doing, he was leaving us a message behind. He was saying, get away from me, fear. So that you may know that when two people gather in the name of fear, fear goes, grows strength. And Jesus knew his task. He knew what he had to do. And he, he let P, Peter talk to him and get all riled up and then get the other apostles riled up. He was going, his fear was going to gain strength. See, friends, so I don't know what my purpose is, yet I kind of do in a way. But what I'm, what I have to be able to do to be able to speak the truth is I've got to be able to be willing to give everything from life to death. But like I said before, what's death? Who gets out of here alive? Nobody. And the truth is there aren't any real good ways to die. You know, some people die in their sleep, which is very few and far between, or die of an instant heart attack or something. But most of us, friend, if you look at all the options, there's just no good way out. So it begs to ask, if I got to go, do I want to make my death worth a purpose? And I'll tell you it does. It really does make you want to choose exactly what you're thinking about. I'm sorry. I'm the dogs behind me and barking at nothing. So I think sometimes that means I need to end something, even though I've still got about another 10 minutes. So those are my thoughts. And I'm afraid of talking about them because the truth of the matter is, if you've rest, listened to the rest of the episodes, you know that in the past they diagnosed me with mental illness because I had a voice that I thought was the Holy Spirit. And they convinced me that God doesn't talk to anybody anymore. And 
I'll tell you the truth, it was real hard trying to come to the point where I could even understand what this voice was saying. But I can tell you, the closer I stay to the message of Christ, the more I understand this message and the more I know that voice, the more I know the difference between one voice and the other. Because I'll tell you, friend, we got two voices and you can't know the voice of God unless you're willing to give it all. So, and you know, but I'm going to tell you, if you, there's another person that heard voice besides me and Jesus and Martin Luther King said he heard from the Holy Spirit. Gandhi, which is not Christian, he actually was Muslim. However, he also said that he didn't read Jesus. I suspect he knew him pretty well. And But he said the same thing I'm also here to say, and that is there is only one God. So if you're praying to a creator, one creator, there's only one to take credit for. So therefore, you can't pray to the wrong one. But the question is, is Jesus the light and the way? And does he hold the keys to the kingdom, friend? I'm telling you, he does. But it isn't because you can receive your death by pretending that what you do doesn't matter. Because every time we treat someone poorly or we don't feed them and we worry about having three cars instead of whether the guy on the street has a home or if he ate that day. Friend, Jesus begged for those things. He asked the parable. He talked a parable about the guy that lived in the house. See, sometimes I forget the exact wordage. I'm not a memorizer. But he talks about receiving the one to Abraham's bosom, the the homeless guy in the street, and that the rich guy that didn't feed him anything was across the great divide, which meaning suffering, hell. And he said, Lord, I was all these things, he said, but you you didn't feed him. And so what he was trying to tell you was that getting the kingdom wasn't about what it is you've got. It's about what it is you give. And what it is you're giving is what it is you want. So if you want the kingdom of God, then you have to choose it now. Because Jesus never, Jesus said the kingdom of God is within you. It's in your heart. So that means it's here. It's now. It's present. But the truth is there is no future. There's only the eternal moment of now. If If now I choose love, then hopefully I'll choose love in the next eternal moment of now. But I can't have faith in God next week. I can't have faith in God next year because today is today and this moment is it. Friends, this is it. This is the moment we have, the one to cherish, the one to have faith and find a faith that works. So I hope this works for you. I hope this helped you out a little bit. A lot of people edit their broadcast and that could edit out the fact that I brought my phone up and it rang and I shut it off and the dog barked and you know it would sound all prettier if I did but this is the truth the truth is that the Holy Spirit's the one who I want you to hear and so therefore if I start editing things I'll start editing things that I think that you're not going to like because I'm going to be afraid of what you're going to think about what it is I had a thought about and this this podcast isn't about fear. It's about love. It's about looking for a higher truth and trying to follow it to the best of our ability. It's not about judgment. It's about love, but it's about asking the hard questions because a faith is only good if it gives you the strength to endure. And friend, 
I wasn't finding the strength to endure when I believed that this ultimate love was going to send me to hell forever if I didn't abide in what he said, and that the people that were being grace good all their lives didn't believe in Jesus, he was going to send them to hell. You see, because that just didn't make any logical sense to me. And so therefore, when I tried to believe that, I had no faith because my faith had no strength. And that's the truth. So that's why I'm here. I'm here because I'm asking the hard questions and I'm putting them out there and I'm giving you the answers the Holy Spirit gave to me. But the good thing is you don't have to believe a word of it because you're probably just like most everyone else. God hasn't spoken 2,000 years. But if you believe in Jesus, he'll speak to you. So don't believe me. Seek the kingdom for yourself, friend, because that's what I want. Because when you start seeking it for yourself, you're going to start giving it to others. And maybe even though the light outside is a little dim with the coronavirus and everybody can see the darkness and the fear spreading, maybe we can bring some love and light back if we uh, start putting our spiritual principles into practice and stop talking about love and start doing it. Because love comes from experience and experience creates a greater love. So if you only love yourself and your people that love you, then Jesus said, what strength does your love have? So join me, friend. Don't believe what I say, but believe in what Jesus said and come to understand what he said for yourself. All right. Well, it's actually been almost 22 minutes at this point. So I'm going to go ahead and get off of here. And I hope you have a wonderful day, and may God bless you and yours.